Hey all, Marty here, and welcome back to another Friday Finds. And with me, as usual, I have Lynn. Say hello, Lynn. Hello, everybody. So, Lynn, what are we kicking it off with today? Okay, well, I want to start out with a story that I didn't think got enough attention, if you Mm -hmm. ask me. Okay. On Monday morning, that would have been May 22nd, a photo appeared on Twitter. Uh, with a claim that there was an explosion near the Pentagon. Mm. Of course, as the story went viral, it initially um, caused quite a stir and the market, the stock market dropped quite a bit, actually, um, for a short time. But, But of course, as the authorities started debunking the claims and people started looking closer at the image, and started asking questions, everybody got a grip and realized that this was like sort of a, it just didn't pass the smell test. There were a lot of things about the the graphic that were just not right. And it was really mm-hmm. bad rendering of AI, apparently of video <laughs> or no photograph. It doesn't even seem like it would be something that would be hard to even make a fake image of. I mean, it doesn't seem that extraordinary, really. So anyone could mock up a fake image, you know? It did get get a good bit of press initially. And of course, the Russian government and RT um, sort of (laughs) made that its top story. And Hmm. there were just a lot of things about it. It didn't take people long to figure that this was a hoax. The thing that's kind of surprising to me, though, is that they sort of, everybody jumped before they kind of looked into it and made Mm -hmm. sure that it was actually a real thing. So usually they always want to fact check everything and make sure that what they're reporting is actually the truth or whatever it is that they're trying to report. So what happened there? Yeah, I think that the markets in general are very twitchy. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of these, you know, market systems are actually run by AI now. So there's little human intervention. So when something like this happens, a lot of times the the news moves faster than, you know, the fact checking. Right. And so this is where you get into something being spread. And, you know, the thing is, is that People who use, you know, anybody who uses AI um, or follows the developments of AI is not surprised at all by this. Um, I think that most of us were just, we knew it it wasn't a matter of if, but when something like this would happen. Um, And I think that, you know, this is, this is, of course, is a bad news It's bad news because it sort of demonstrates the harm that AI can do. People have been warning about this Mm -hmm. for a while. So we're starting to see, you know, this being played out in real life. But, you know, as I thought about this, I sort of saw some good news in this because people, you know, fairly quickly started asking questions and recognizing this as a hoax. Um, And my hope is that as people understand AI better and get familiar with the concept of being skeptical 
about you know what they see online, we're all going to start becoming more guarded in our reactions and ask more questions about what is you know real and what isn't. And that I think is so this was an exercise that I think benefits everybody because it is a reminder that nowadays, when we see something like this, we do have to stop and think about it. And where is this information coming from? And this is an example of where you need human fact checkers. Definitely. Um, You know, and and I think there is definitely a space um, and and a role to play for people to say, wait a minute, how could there be an explosion at the Pentagon? And you know, the, immediately the authorities came out and the fire department near there came out. Everybody came out and said, this is not true. Um, this is ridiculous. And so everybody calmed down fairly quickly. So I think that's. We I just hope have it really educate. gives everybody that kind of red flag that goes off that, hey, before maybe we just report out like what everybody else is reporting we should try and get our fact checking going on and take the extra minute or two to actually fact check and make sure that what they're reporting is actually what's happening and not exactly something that it's not now whether they actually do that who knows whether they actually do that but hopefully people will think twice about that and they will maybe spend another minute or two fact checking to make sure what they're reporting is actually what's happening Right. And in some of the sources cited were on Twitter and Twitter is a dumpster fire anyway. But what happened there was it was it looked like Bloomberg. It looked like the source was Bloomberg. And of course, it had the the check, the infamous check, right? Check mark that's supposed to designate it as a real organization. But people need to understand that that check mark means nothing now because that system is being abused in a huge, major way. So yeah. you can't assume that somebody with a check mark that's verified, I mean, anybody can now, I guess, can set up something that looks so much like the real thing. And buy the check mark, you know. Yeah. So, like newsflash, the check mark means nothing on Twitter now. All right. So, continuing on with AI a little bit, because as you guys probably can see, that's one of my big interests. But it seems like AI could really start running into some legal and regulatory issues. Um, open. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman is saying that uh, the the company may have to stop operating in the EU because of regulations. The EU AI Act, it's called the EU AI Act, say that three times fast. It kind of designates that this is being developed right now by the EU and is being considered, but as Sam was saying, is that it's Mr. Altman. I don't know Sam. Like we're not on a first name basis, but um he says that a open AI would be designated high risk. 
And that would require the company to disclose uh, some details of its training methods and its data sources. This is according to uh, James Vincent, a reporter for The Verge, um, in a story from today, which is Thursday. So, you know, this podcast will go out on Friday. But I would say that, you know, this is going to be something we have to watch. And as regulations start coming on board, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? What regulators are going to do? It's Do they say how long um, before they'll uh, pull out, stay in? Right. Do they give any kind of timeline? Uh, no, because the legislation is still being developed. It hasn't passed yet. And so I think, you know, Sam Altman is is doing the right thing by getting in there on the ground level and saying, wait a minute, this is going to cause a problem. So I would say that most of our audience listening to this podcast would agree that alt tags on images it's it's a good it's a good thing. It's something we should encourage and we like that. Now alt tags for the uninitiated are they're just little textual descriptions um that they they're attached by content providers to images. They're textual descriptions um on the web and they can they can help blind folks or people who turn off images to speed up browsing. I don't know who does that now, but whatever. But mm. they can have a sense of what is being shown in the pictures. Uh, and you know it, it's it's a good idea, right? You see you have a, an image and you want to know um the typical image description would be someone and what they're wearing maybe and just a little description to give you a, a sense of what's being displayed in the picture yeah if you were on a vacation say and you're at the beach right and maybe you're around right. some trees or something it would say two people with sunglasses water sand trees and right. give you all that kind of in extra information that maybe you couldn't pick up because you are low vision or no vision something like that so right However, recently, our friends across the pond have had some issues with their prime minister, Mr. Rishi Sunak. And he got some criticism recently because he was sort of misusing alt tags on social media when the way that I understand it, there was sort of a grid of four pictures showing a cabinet meeting but the description just said and i quote we're growing the economy end quote so as you can imagine that is not a great description right i mean what does that really tell you about the picture nothing nothing <laughs> so it was sort of being used misused um as to make a political statement rather than its intended use, which is to just describe the image in a um, sort of a non non political way. But you know, other 
other organizations have recently been called out for doing this sort of alt-tag malfeasance, I guess you could say. McDonald's uh, was called out because they were putting like jokes in their alt tags for the click here uh, meme. Hmm. It's so in other words, it it didn't really describe what that was, the, the click here thing, instead of being, you know, a way to let blind people know or let people know what it was they were what this image was. It was being used to hide um like a joke or something like that they were doing. So where were they putting these? Where were they doing this? Uh, in the on their description of the image. Mm. See that's that's what an alt tag is. So, like on their website, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or I'm not sure where it was. It was just but that they they got called out for that. So the Royal National Institute of Blind People tweeted a video of how this would sound to a screen reader. Um, the the Rishi Sunak tweet or photo. Um, Becky Burnoff, or I think it's Brynoff, is the head of the multimedia at RNIB. And she says that it this is sort of ironic because there were some government guidelines published in 2018 to make websites accessible. So it's it's a bit ironic that this occurred. And I guess anybody can put whatever they want in their alt tag. But maybe we need to sort of educate people a little bit about what alt tags are supposed to be used for. And Maybe that's just something we need to sort of start doing. But That'd be good. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in closing here, we got one more little tidbit for you. And that is a reminder that WWDC kicking off June 5th. And it is going to be that week on the first day. They're going to start off with a keynote and they're going to make some announcements and we'll see what those are. There's a lot of speculation of lots of different things that they're going to be announcing. So we'll have to just see what happens. So stay tuned. And then throughout the week, they're going to have all kinds of workshops on all of the different softwares and things they're putting in. So there's going to be all of the different operating systems that they're going to be announcing a new one for the iPhone, a new one for the iPad, a new one for the Mac desktop platform. Um, And with that, then they're going to have some broken down, more in-depth workshops, for example, like on accessibility and, you know, some of the new software and programming and things like that for developers, all of that. So it'll be really interesting to see what we get out of that. And we're all really excited. So stay tuned. I wonder if we're going to see any hardware, new hardware being... There's rumors. There's lots of rumors. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see what uh, actually happens Uh, the day of. Mm. But, you know, in the past, there's been rumors and surprises and hardware and software. And so we'll just have to see. So we're all excited to see what they announce, what's coming. And so get your credit cards ready, get your bank accounts filled up somehow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Definitely. And one thing to note is even though they're going to announce new operating systems, those probably will not come out until September-ish, October-ish, somewhere in there, depending. Uh, they usually announce them. Developers will get the first beta versions of those usually right around the same time they make the announcements within the day or the next day. And they're able to start playing with them and doing, you know, bug reporting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. over the summer, they'll be doing that. And hopefully everything will be pretty solid when it comes out sometime in September, October-ish. And we'll see what hardware they announce and when it becomes available, if they announce any hardware. So yeah, stay tuned and, for all that. Sure. And I just want to... um I guess the last thing we should probably do is just remind everybody to update their apps because there's a lot of stuff happening, good things. Usually when we tell people to update apps, it's, there's this big security thing, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but there has been a couple. So there have been I would a definitely rec- recommend uh, updating. Sure. But lately, we've had a lot of app updates that have been just full of happy things. That is you true. Know, better things. I know. Um, I I recently updated Seeing AI, and I was amazed. I just had I picked up my phone, opened Seeing AI, put it right over a box, and it just read it. So I don't know what they did in that last update, but it's definitely worth updating because it is really amazing. And then like the Chat GPT app is just getting better all the time right and we have they're really conscious of putting out updates so um they're having bugs but they're putting out updates to fix bugs improve things pretty Mm -hmm. quickly i would say yeah so there are a lot from your vendors from your favorite app vendors just you know because i don't know i know a lot of people or some people don't have their automatic updates turned on and that's okay i understand that there's a a huge, a, a difficult braille bug right now in the latest version of iOS that is really causing bedeviling people right now. So I understand that people don't always want to update, but I think that if you're not updating some of these apps, you're really missing some awesome features. So, you know, just keep that in mind too. So stay updated, stay updated, people. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you. Thank As you. Usual. This was fun. Yeah, definitely. So yes. thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. All right. <laughs>